Hello, and welcome to the Sex Within Marriage podcast. My name is JD, and I blog over at uncoveringintimacy.com. Today, we're tackling another round of questions from our anonymous Have a Question page. And these 10 questions come from April of 2023. And as always, these questions get posted on our forum. I let our supporters discuss them for a while, and based on those discussions and my own thoughts and experiences, I answer them in these types of podcast episodes. And here are the questions that I got in that month. Question one is... My wife and I have a very fun and intimate life inside and outside of the bedroom. We've been married for 30 years, and I'd say the last 10 years or so, we've been on the same page. One thing that we've done is take sexual pictures and videos of each other and save them to a folder in the cloud so that only we can access them. Is it wrong to look at these and get turned on? She has a responsive drive most of the time and wonders if it's like looking at porn to get in the mood. We both resist viewing porn and solo masturbation, agreeing with your view on those practices. So what do you think? Good, fun idea or not? Thank you. Uh, neither I nor anyone in our supporters community could find any issues with this. Uh, one wasn't comfortable with the idea of it being in the cloud, but personally, when I hear about the sheer volume of naked pictures and videos being sent by college kids these days, I think there's a relatively low chance that anyone would be interested in images or videos of my wife and me. Uh, Maybe the same for you. In short, uh, you're simply using an aid to enhance your memory of your spouse, the person you should focus on. And also choosing to wait to satisfy your sexual urges until you're with your spouse. You know, honestly, this seems about perfect. Uh, I think you did a good job finding something that is wholesome that also gets her in the mood. So way to go. Question number two is, do you foresee any discounts for Mina, specifically the Lehman, coming back to your for your readers and listeners? So, yes, I have a coupon code for the Lehman. Use the coupon code LEMONADE. I'll put it in the show notes, and I'll put a link to where you can use it. Uh, it gets you 30 bucks off of the retail price, I believe. Uh, for those that don't know, the Lehman is an excellent bully v- bullet vibe that is waterproof, quiet, has a really interesting squeeze sensor for adjusting the vibrations. Uh, but the best part is that it's a rumbly kind of vibe, not a buzzy vibe, so it's not annoying. Uh, and a lot of people really like it. Uh, I'll put a link to my review of it in the show notes as well, if anybody else is interested in checking it out. And question three is, hey, Jay, I've been listening to your podcast for a while and have a question. My wife says she isn't turned on by anything. She thinks she might be asexual. We met with a certified sex therapist, and she advised that my wife read the book called, I actually redacted the title because I don't want people looking it up, uh, which contained a plethora of sexual scenarios, some traditional, some very extreme. My wife said nothing in the book was even mildly sexually stimulating. She's also tried listening to a variety of audiobooks that incorporated romance and sexual scenarios, but nothing seemed to resonate. Have you encountered this issue before? Are there any books that you would recommend that may help? Um, I wouldn't recommend any books at all along this line. Uh, First, you shouldn't be relying on porn or erotica to elicit a sexual response. That's a dangerous path to take. I mean, the worst case scenario is that it works, and now she's addicted to porn and erotica to have sex, which will ultimately make her less satisfied with real-life sex. I think you dodged a bullet here by her not responding to it. Uh, if you can manage, I would probably find a new therapist, uh, a Christian one. Uh, in the supporters community, we thought a st- therapist should be more interested in gathering a sexual history, hearing about what she thought about sex, was taught about sex growing up, her views on sex, her feelings about sex, etc. Not jumping to, have you tried porn? Uh, as for her, her being asexual, asexuality is a symptom of a problem, not an excuse to give up. 
figure figure out what she's struggling with, why she's struggling not to get aroused. Does that mean physically or psychologically or both? Plenty of people feel they don't get aroused but have no trouble having orgasms. So what they mean is that they don't feel like they get aroused, but their body obviously does, in which case there's likely a psychological block involved. Sometimes those blocks can be so strong that they end up with a physiological effect so they can't even get physically aroused. Or sometimes there's a strong arousal non-concordance in which your body and mind don't sync up during arousal as they ideally should. It's also quite normal for someone not to get very aroused with the, without the right context. For example, many people can't get aroused unless it's with someone they have an emotional bond to. This is sometimes termed demisexual as if it's a problem, and I suppose it is in our society where hookup culture is king and the goal seems to be to separate sex from a relationship. Um, in that culture, it almost seems like if you catch feelings, then there's something broken about you. Uh, but for Christians, I would actually think this is the ideal state to be in, that you don't want to have sex with somebody unless you have an emotional bond first. Whatever is going on, I would try to figure out answers from qualified professionals rather than simply trying to find another dubious test with another book. If you want a book, though, I check out something like Married Sex by Gary Thomas or Intimacy Ignited. Uh, there's links in my show notes and see if they can help clear perhaps a psychological block. All right, moving on to question four. This husband writes, I'm stuck and close to done with my marriage. I love my wife, but she has told me she loves me, but is not in love with me, among other hurtful things. She's interested in sex, but not with me. Um, we have not been physically intimate in over three years. We don't even kiss, save an occasional peck when saying goodbye in the morning. I have never been physically or verbally abusive, yelling, or intentionally ugly to her in our 31 years of marriage. The only reason she's given to me for the loss of her feelings is that I would not engage Stonewall when we argued earlier in our marriage. Now we have reversed roles, and she is the one that stonewalls. Moreover, she said that she did not like the way I would apologize at the end of an argument. She has rarely said, I'm sorry, in our marriage. The only time she reaches for me is to hold my hand when we pray at church, but has even refused that when mad at me. Or an emotionless, obligatory hug when saying goodbye in the morning. She says she does not want a divorce, feels loved by me, and I don't think infidelity is an issue. She's unwilling to go to counseling. I did get her to agree to listen to the Marriage by the Book Christian podcast. She agreed that we would get together and talk about the episode after we both listened to them. She says she wants to work on her marriage, but only listens to one 20-minute podcast every week or so. She listens to them, but does not hear, based on our conversations on each episode after we have both listened. She said she thinks she loves me in an agape way. She is content with a roommate marriage as I support her well, do those things around the house that she doesn't do, grocery shopping, cooking, paid maid service, and listen to her when she wants to talk about her job or medical issues, diabetes. She rarely asks about my stuff and loses interest quickly when it does come up. I am the only one to bring to bring up our relationship. When I do, she's unemotional and has no empathy towards me. She's even said she dreads the conversations. I have no idea what to do and I'm close to giving up. What should I do? Honestly, I would love to hear her side of this. Most of the time when I hear things like this from coaching clients, uh, once I get to talk to the other spouse, you find a lot of details missing and there's usually a path forward. Frankly, I find the I love you, but I'm not in love with you to be a cop out. Uh, something is going on that is hindering in the relationship. And as a result, she's either choosing not to show you love or struggling to show you love because of something that's happened to break trust or otherwise make her feel unsafe in the relationship. So if she's willing 
let's book a coaching call and see what's there. If she's not, well, then if you've tried everything else, then separate. I'm not saying divorce, but separate. Show the world the broken state of the marriage. Uh, it may be the kick that she needs to take you seriously, or you may end up with her divorcing you, but you seem like you already have one foot out the door, so you really don't have much to lose there. Uh, I think this is a last-ditch attempt to fix things. You know, it's high risk uh, and high stakes. Um, but if you've tried everything else, you know, that's usually the one that people aren't willing to try. They tend to jump to divorce rather than give one last shot across the bow to say, hey, I'm serious about this. Let's fix this. But you have to make it an invitation to fix, not a, I'm leaving and the next step is divorce. Uh, this, this has to come with an invitation of, I really want to fix this. I'm trying to show you how serious I am about this. All right. Question five is, hi, Jay. Thanks so much for the podcast and resources. I've been greatly blessed by them. I found myself growing a lot in understanding myself, my wife, from your resources and those of other Christian marriage, intimacy, and sex podcasters and writers. But I'm also finding myself in a conundrum. My wife simply doesn't seem as interested or express a strong sense of desire to grow in this area. There are times that we will discuss it. And if I take a blog post or something and put it directly in front of her and really push her to read it, then she will. But by and large, she has a greater satisfaction for the status quo in this area of our marriage. As someone not happy with the status quo, I continue to try and learn and press into this, but sometimes I frankly find myself depressed. Whether on your QA posts or others, I catch myself thinking, wow, look at this question. It was from a woman who cared and was seeking help. Maybe she struggles with her desire for intimacy, but she's trying. She's seeking resources. She wants to grow. Obviously, I don't want this. I certainly don't want to be seeking growth in my marriage and simply other simply envying others. I find myself in moments of discouragement, simply thinking that the best way to avoid being hurt in this is simply to cave in and keep going for the status quo. We've had many, and I mean many, conversations about desire and communication in sex, and we've used your sex exploration list and many other things, but keep finding ourselves in the same place, with her wanting the status quo, at least from my perspective, and me wanting growth, but then feeling discouraged that she doesn't express or at least act upon a desire to grow past the initial conversation. For the record, I'm not talking about doing wildly adventurous sex acts. The recent issue we had was simply me trying to figure out ways to foster sex lasting, lasting more than a few minutes. I'm really tr trying to follow many of the things you write up, helping her warm up so that she'll enjoy it and be more willing about it, etc. And on my side, didn't feel like a quick several minute encounter twice a week is a fulfilling connection. I would appreciate any advice. There's a part of me that feels like I'm just hurting myself more and more emotionally by continuing to push her to care, learn, and grow. Because after so many conversations about this through the years, I feel like I'm forcing or begging someone to love me. As a second related question, do you think all Christians ought to be growing in this universally? I mean, some of this could come down to that my wife and I have very different definitions and understanding of what it means to grow in this. I'm sure she would feel she is trying to grow and maybe I need to mature and recognize that even an ounce of growth is growth, but I still don't feel it. Given that we are having sex and it's fine, there is a part of me that thinks I should just let it be and stop reading about how to improve our marriage's sex because it's starting to simply discourage me. All right, so I think it's common for men to tend to be the pursuers of improving the physical intimacy in a marriage. Not always, but often. 
Uh, you can encourage support, make it easier for her to work on it, but ultimately it's her choice whether or not to. Should all Christians? Yeah, of course. We should all be working on a great many things, but I don't know anyone who is working on everything. Maybe she's got other work to do in other areas first. I don't know. I would say change the method. You know, maybe she's not interested in reading or listening to them herself. What if you did the reading and listening and then had conversations with her instead? Uh, she may be more interested in talking to you than listening to someone else. Um, but also have the question, the conversations as a way to learn to understand her better, not just to try to push her to do be better. You know, that's the wrong way to approach things. Also, I wouldn't equate her not investing in this on her own to be a measure of whether or not she loves you. I don't think that's fair. You're judging her attitude based on your personality, which is a mistake many people make. If you want to judge how much she loves you, then you have to ask her what sort of things uh, make you sure someone loves you, and then use that as a measuring stick. In the same way, if you wanted to figure out how loved your spouse feels, you can't use your measuring stick. You have to use theirs. Um, more than likely, she's your, showing you love in other ways that just aren't on your radar, and you're showing her love in many ways that aren't on her. It's also possible that your displays of love end up being the opposite for her and vice versa. For example, a common thing that comes up is that the higher drive spouse will show love by trying to have more and better sex, but the lower drive spouse perceives this as an admonishment that they aren't good enough as a spouse because they aren't giving you enough or good enough sex. So your attempt to show her love actually makes her feel unloved. And yeah, if reading the questions about other people's marriages is discouraging, then stop. That's not the intent. It's there to spark ideas about addressing issues in your marriage not for you to compare yours with theirs. But I think the big thing is change your approach. Have more discussions to try to understand her, not to push her, not to try to change things, but to try to understand what it is she wants. Hopefully she will do the same for you, to talk to you, to understand you, to understand what you want, and then you both fight to give each other what they want. All right, question six writes, hi, I'm a married man for over 40 years. I love my wife very much, and she is a cute and very charming woman. She is not slim and not too fat or tall. I am physically a slim man, but dream of a fat and big butt woman as my wife. I wish I had a taller and bigger butt woman as my wife instead of this one. I really enjoy it when I see a big body woman in the streets or in parties. How can I get rid of this willingness or tendency? So typically spouses will automatically shift their preferences towards what their spouse is. Uh, it is subconscious and requires no effort. Uh, in a survey I did, which I'll link to in the show notes, 95% uh, of husbands said that they were more attracted to their wives on the survey date than when they got married. Weight, fitness level, age, and health didn't matter. So I would guess that something else is going on here. Given that you say your wife is cute and charming, I think you're probably watching porn and a particular category of porn. Uh, if you are, then the dopamine released from that activity is causing your brain to rewire itself to seek out that sort of woman, because when you see the moment porn, it makes your brain get what it wants, dopamine. Add to that that you're feeding this temptation by looking for them in the streets, at parties, etc., and you're just going to exacerbate this. You are creating these neural pathways to make your brain want even more of it. So how do you get rid of it? Stop feeding those neural pathways. Stop watching porn. Stop looking for them when they're when you're out and about. Focus on your wife. 
Also recognize that you're focusing on the wrong thing. You've reduced the idea of a good partner down to a single body part. Frankly, while looks certainly play a role for many of us in our initial interest, the choice for a spouse should be based on more on character than physical form. Our bodies will change as we get older, but our character will, by and large, stay the same. Hopefully it matures and it grows in the fruits of the spirit, but the underlying pieces of who we are don't tend to change too much. All right, question seven is short. Would it be okay to secretly secretly come in her food without her even knowing? No, not unless you had some prior agreement that this was okay. In fact, without that, I'm pretty sure you could be facing sexual assault charges in many jurisdictions if she ever found out you did it. Don't do it. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Question number eight. This is a wife that says, I need some advice. I recently got married in the last two years. My husband is older than me and he is my first lover. My husband says that my vagina stinks and tastes bad. I'm so embarrassed about this, but I have to agree because I can smell it. But worse is that my husband has sex and then wants me to suck his penis and I can smell and taste my juices. What can I do? All right. So first thing I'd say is go to a doctor and get checked out just in case there's some sort of infection or other health risk. Second, Uh, It's quite common for women to taste and smell differently during different times of their cycle. Sometimes might taste or smell better than others, but it's pretty rare I hear of a husband who doesn't like the taste or smell at any stage, just more during or less during another. Uh, Women, on the other hand, have a tendency to not like their own taste or smell. Uh, Not always. Maybe it's like half and half. I don't have a clear... uh, hold on what the stat is there. Uh, I just know I hear kind of both of those equally. Uh, I think part of that is just the idea of it kind of turns them off. So just because you don't like it doesn't mean there's a problem necessarily. So that's why I said first, go get checked out just in case. Um, Third is just because he wants you to perform oral sex on him after you have intercourse, it doesn't mean that you have to. You can say no. You can say, not until I get this sorted out. You can say before sex, but not after. You know, you have plenty of options there. Um, exercise some of them. All right, on to question nine. Uh, this person writes, I am a 59-year-old married man, and I have a sex drive that I had when I was 30. My wife just turned 50. She could never get enough sex when we were young in our marriage. We've been together for 23 years and have four great kids. A few years ago, my wife kept giving me excuses to not have sex. And then she told me she wasn't going to have sex with me until I got a vasectomy. So I did. Then she said she couldn't sleep in our bed because it was uncomfortable. So I bought a new bed, the one she wanted. Then finally, about two years ago, that she told me that we're never having sex again. She moved to the couch, and we haven't had sex since. She will not talk about it or go to counseling. In our sexual relationship, I've always been gentle and I've made sure that she got what she wanted, made sure that she orgasmed. I don't masturbate, but my wife likes to make jokes about me masturbating. She thinks it's funny that I don't get sex. I do struggle with what I what to do and not getting any. A priest told me in confession that it's my right to have sex. What do I do to get sex back in the marriage? It is common is this common in fifty something marriages? Is it a phase that my wife will break out of? It's hard for me not to think about other women. I doubt it's a phase that she'll break out of if there's no reason to. She's likely lost the drive that she had, and maybe sex is uncomfortable now. Or she's embarrassed that she doesn't want it. 
or she doesn't know how to deal with her loss of drive, or somebody's been telling her that she doesn't have to have it anymore, or shouldn't have it anymore, or that it's wrong after a certain age. Who knows? Uh, but something is going on. Those are my guesses. Uh, so it would be best if you found out a way to talk about it. You know, maybe try sending her a letter instead of having a conversation directly with her. Write out what your perspective is. Let her know that you want to have an open dialogue about it. And this shutting you out isn't okay. Uh, I'd try that first. Sometimes a letter can break through where a face-to-face conversation can't. If you still can't get through, then you have few options. Um, with As with the question earlier in this set of questions, um, you could do a separation to hit the point home that this is no longer a marriage when one is unilaterally making decisions without even discussion. And as I said, you know, it's a high risk last ditch attempt that may end with her leaving you. So try everything else first. And question 10 is a short one. It's very simply why my wife doesn't want to try anything new, new, we need to see a marriage counselor. More information is needed to go on for this, but first I'd have a conversation with her about it. Don't accuse her, but try to ask to understand her point of view. Then talk about it like adults. Um, Episode 101, which I'll link to in the show notes, uh, might be helpful. You could send it to her and ask what she thinks about it. Uh, I know a lot of people do that. They'll send an episode or a blog post of mine to their spouse and then say, hey, what do you think about this? And then that can start a conversation and give a framework to to discuss this and share each of your point of views. And that's it for today. If you have a question of your own, you have some options, you can post it anonymously on the website and we'll talk about it in the forum and post the answers at some point in the future. If you have a question that's more urgent or you want to be able to give more feedback on, then I suggest joining the forum as a supporter. Even if it's just for a month, you can ask a question, be part of discussing it, and then if you want to, you can leave or stick around and learn more as we help others in their marriages. Again, on the forum, you can be anonymous as well. Most people use an alias that would not be recognizable. If you want an even quicker or more targeted response, then you can book a consultation call with me or start coaching uh, to make some big lasting changes. I'll put links to all those things in the show notes. And as always, thank you to our many supporters. We have well over a hundred now and whether they give a dollar a month or $50 a month, whether they lurk or engage in the endless debates on the forum, we're in the middle of one right now about biblical modesty that holds over 120 responses back and forth now. Um, Whether they agree with everything I say or challenge me on every single point, I appreciate them all for helping us not only continue with this ministry, but improve it. So thank you all. Um, And that's it for today. Uh, We'll have another post up hopefully next week and we'll talk to you then.